Hey, good morning, Ignite Christian Church, and those from Facebook that might be jumping in as well. Um, we are the uh, first service we've ever done uh, on Facebook uh, live. Actually, um, a uh, admission, we are not live. We're actually recording this video uh, the night before so that we can sit down and watch it with you and be a part of the comments. Uh, I've done a lot of videos for Facebook. I've never done a video with my lovely wife uh, with me, so Hello. Uh, glad to have Brindy uh, here with me this morning to uh, to help out. Um, so we weren't sure if we're going to go live or what the best solution would I uh, would be. I wanted to make this available to as many people as uh, we could, and so it just made more sense to record it uh, beforehand so that we can get it out on multiple channels um, and uh, and get out to the most people. Um, we are in unprecedented times, um, and, and things seem kind of uncertain right now. Um, uh, this is a very unique situation we're in that we're doing church uh, from my office at home, and you all are at uh, your home, presumably in your pajamas. Um, we wish we were, but we're uh, on the video, so we had to we had to get dressed. But uh, uh, we're in unprecedented times, uh, and uh, that could throw us into some uncertainty and confusion. But I'm actually excited at the uh, the optimism that I see in churches, the optimism I see in church leaders. I've been encouraged by uh, a number of people I've talked to. Um, on the web and other places that we're taking, uh, they're taking this as an opportunity to really uh, branch out and see the different ways that they can um, they can do church and and be involved in people's lives in, in ways that maybe uh, the Sunday routine uh, has sort of uh, limited uh, our taking advantage of those other opportunities. Uh, and so I've often said, uh, Brittany's probably heard me say this a million times, but. Uh, small groups are the lifeblood of a church. I think that's really where we, where we do real life and we can exchange real life. And so one of the things that we're going to do, um, at least for this week and maybe for the weeks to come, is really uh, invite uh, invite the rest of the Facebook community and, and others uh, into our life group, our small group that we have on Sunday mornings, and, and make that sort of our church service um, devotional uh, for Sunday mornings. Um our life group is what happens at the church on Sunday mornings. It's really just our first step into trying to get uh, small groups um, set up at the church because, again, I think that's really where uh, life happens. Now, normally, when we have our life group in the morning, we have uh, a time of prayer requests, and, and sometimes we spend 25, 30 minutes or more uh, just sharing in the challenges that life has offered for that week or that month. Uh, and this time, we're not going to have that, so... Um, I do want to encourage you, if you have prayer requests or blessings you want to share, things that God has been doing in your life through uh, through all of this, that you could go ahead and send us a direct message uh, to our Facebook page, or uh, you can send it directly to me as well. We'd love to be praying for anything that you might uh, have, uh, any concerns that you might have in your mind. And uh, uh, with that said, I'm just going to go ahead and open in a word of prayer, uh, even now, uh, as we get ready for our uh, our study together. So let's uh, let's say a word of prayer together. Uh, Lord, we are in uncertain times. We are uh, uncertain what the immediate future looks like, Lord, and even uh, the future more in general. We are uh, just kind of waiting to see all this unfold, and we know that a lot of people are uncertain. A lot of people are uh, scared. A lot of people, uh, unfortunately, some are even panicking, Lord. We just uh, we know that you're uh, still on your throne. We know that you're still in charge, and we are still uh, sovereign. You are still omnipotent and omniscient, and we uh, Lord, we are thankful for that. We take comfort in that, that none of this has surprised you, that none of this worries you. And so uh, we are just, uh, we're thankful to know that we can rest at, at ease, uh, knowing that and believing that uh, you are still in charge. And so if there's 
uh, those out out there, Lord, watching right now, uh, we just pray that you would comfort their heart, that you would uh, give them a sense of peace and calm and assurance that you are in control and that this too shall pass. We uh, look forward to our time together uh, today, Lord, and we just uh, pray that you uh, extend a special blessing to everybody that's watching today, uh, Lord, that uh, you would do miraculous things even through uh, this broadcast uh, and uh, in special ways that might not be possible even in person. Uh, and so we thank you in advance for what you're going to do through uh, these more unique ministry opportunities that we have uh, than we've had ever before. And so we thank you in advance. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so um, we have been in a book uh, called Not a Fan. Now, Brindy likes the paper version. I read out of a Kindle, but she likes the paper version. So we finally did find our copy. We've been using the Kindle uh, version lately. But this book, Not a Fan, it's about... Um, uh, not being a fan of Jesus Christ, but a follower. And actually the, the subtitle is Becoming a Comle- Completely Committed Follower of Jesus. Um, it's, it basically challenges us uh, to not just make a decision for Jesus at one point in time. Maybe we felt emotional, we felt a, a stir in our heart, and we, we felt compelled to make a, a decision for Jesus. But it, it's really um, becoming completely committed. So it, ch- it challenges the status quo. It challenges... Uh, the reader of the book to be completely devoted uh, to Jesus. And maybe that's something that you've wrestled with. Maybe that's something that you have been back and forth and your whole life has been kind of a, a series of uh, admissions that you're not really uh, you're not really following Jesus. You're uh, you're kind of flirting with the idea, but uh, it's something that's uh, it's like a, a fashion or like a, a jacket you like. Uh, you, you might like it this season, you don't like it the next season. Uh, but for us, for, for uh, following Jesus is supposed to be a complete uh, life change, and it's something we're supposed to be completely devoted to. And so that's what the book is all about. Interestingly, we are uh, towards the end of it. We're probably, well, the way I do things, it could last another 20 weeks, right? <laughs> Um, There's only another, what, one more chapter? One more chapter. We are, well, there's two more chapters, but we are in the final section of the book. So, uh, part three of the book is called Following Jesus, Wherever, Whenever, uh, Whatever. And so chapter 12 was last week, uh, it was Wherever, How About There? And chapter 13 is Whenever, How About uh, Now? And I know, Brenda, you had, uh, you thought that was kind of unique that the, the, the chapter was about, uh, How About Now? At one of the most unique times uh, really, uh, of our lives. Yeah. Did you want to expound on that at all? Well, I don't want to give. Well, I don't want to ruin. Give away any, the chapter. I don't want to give away, but it talks about a little about how tomorrow is not promised, and there's a lot of um, testimonies yeah. in that chapter about you know people thinking about well, there's always tomorrow. I'll make the decision tomorrow, but we just aren't promised that. And I yeah. feel like with everything going on today, it's, that's pretty much how it. Feels. Yeah. Don't know what so gonna be like. yeah, it's a, it's it's really all about that question, putting things off when we should be making the choice uh, now. Again, like I said before, um, we are living in uncertain times. We're living in unprecedented uh, times where the government response to this pandemic pandemic is unlike anything we have ever uh, seen. And maybe you're thinking at this point in time, you're feeling like you've lost control, um, and nothing makes sense right now. Um, the proper uh, lens I think we should see uh, through uh, see life through actually would suggest that we're not ever in control. Um, uh, but I love the quote, and my uh, my family at Ignite will will uh, 
will chuckle probably when I when I use this quote because I'm always quoting C.S. Lewis. But he said, you know, I believe in Christianity like I believe in the sun, not because I can see it, but because by it I can see everything oh. else. Um, everything else makes sense. Even uncertain times like this make more sense when we're seeing through that lens of Christianity. Uh, and so I want to suggest to you that if you feel like you've lost control, you feel like nothing makes sense, maybe you haven't considered uh, Jesus uh, rightly, or maybe you haven't considered him strongly en- enough. Uh, the text that we're going to uh, this morning is Luke chapter 9, verses 59 and 60. I'm going to go ahead and read that to you. It's actually part of a larger uh, section that's all about um, uh, the, the cost of following Jesus. Uh, in fact, most of your Bibles probably have that heading, the cost of following Jesus. But in verses 59 and 60, in this passage, he's talking to a number of people who are would-be followers of his. Um, and uh, the chapter sort of ends with this question mark, did they follow him or did they not follow him? Uh, but in verse 59, it says, to another, he said, follow me. But the man said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And so we, we see this guy's response uh, seems reasonable, right? I mean, it seems the guy's just asking to, to go bury his father. And that seems like a very harsh saying of Jesus. It seems like a very uh, almost unfeeling thing. But I want you to keep two things in mind in this passage. First of all, Jesus was a, a, a master at rhetorical language and rhetorical uh, use of language uh, so that he could always spin things around and make people uh, really look inside themselves and, and ask uh, am I, do I really, uh, believe this, what I'm saying, or, or, or am I just, uh, giving lip service to this? So he was powerfully speaking to this man's, um, I think preconceived notions about what it meant to follow him, uh, and really about the, the leash that he thought he had on how long can I decide, how much time do I have to decide whether I follow Jesus, uh, or not. So the first thing is rhetorical effect. The second thing, um, is that uh, other scholars would suggest that maybe this doesn't mean the man's father had actually died. Right, and I ne- never, I just learned never that heard that interpretation. That in, um, today with you, it, that it's not even necessarily likely that the dad had passed away yet. And that was, I found that interesting too. That was the first time I had really encountered uh, that interpretation of it. But it's possible the man didn't mean. Um, let me go bury my father now because he just died. It meant, right. hey, let me wait until that season of life. Let me wait until that time when my father does die, and that's going to be an important time. Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't think that? And so this my, this man's plight seems reasonable, um, but uh, Jesus was not having any of it. Uh, and it just made me think, how often have we been guilty of holding Jesus sort of at, at arm's length and saying, not now? And like being wishy-washy with our faith or with the next step or something that we're supposed to do. Yeah, I, I, I remember lots of times in my life where I, I thought, you know, I just I just want to get through school. I just yeah. want to get through uh, whatever. I just want to get married. I just want to have kids. I just yeah. want to uh, whatever. And um, we end up holding Jesus at arm's length for a period of time that's really never comes because tomorrow never really comes. We, we're just abiding our time and, and saying, not now, not now, right. uh, not now. So how often have you been guilty of holding Jesus at arm's length and saying just that, not now? There's a, in the chapter, if you haven't read it yet, for those that are following along, uh, there's this uh, website that's um, dedicated to excuses for every occasion. And it's just kind of a funny thing, kind of like a dog, the dog that ate your homework. You know, not, I don't think really ex, uh, serious excuses, but uh, don't we tend to do that? We tend to find excuses and justifications yeah. for why we do what we do. When we say, I don't have time for that, it means I, I'm not going to prioritize priority. time. for that. It's, it's not a priority to me. 
Um, and uh, it doesn't mean that I don't have time. It means I won't prioritize uh, time for it. Uh, but habits are hard to break. And so if we've been used to saying, not now, Jesus, not now, Jesus, then it's a hard habit to break. In fact, there's a, a psychology that the author in the book mentions this, uh, as now, so then. And the habits that we have right now are actually the most uh, predictable uh, forecasts of the future. So our cur- current habits are overwhelmingly the most likely predictor of future behavior. Um, and how many of us have taken comfort in the idea that of what we think will become in 10 years? Uh, I know a number of times I've, I've thought since that Matt Chandler study, I think it was, but yeah. we always take credit, we always take, uh, uh, comfort in the idea of, well, 10 years from now, I'll be what I want to be. And, and then 10 years comes and what do we do? Mm-hmm. We're, we're no different. Yeah. Uh, or we just add 10 years to it. So yeah. we have a little bit more time to get where we wanted to be or we hoped we would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, anyway, so, uh, we, we never quite get to tomorrow and that's the point. But in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. You know, at this time of uncertainty, um, that if God is reaching out, if he's, he's trying to talk to you, uh, that you're more likely to hear him in these times of uncertainty, maybe than when things are comfortable, things are easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to be quicker to listen in times like these when we feel like we have less control, right? Yeah, we absolutely. we pray at what point? We we pray when broke. when we're broke, when, when things aren't working, when things seem things seem hopeless, and hopeless and impossible. Uncertain. Yeah, it's when we it's when we uh, tend to listen better because we don't have the answers. The reality is this: um, we only think that we have control anyway. Um, you know, all of us are only a heartbeat away from exiting this life. The most important muscle in our body is our heart, and we have zero control over it. Uh, and so Jesus says he's calling you in this time where maybe you're listening a little bit better, you're listening a little bit more clearly. Um, he wants your commitment to follow him. But listen, here's the dangerous thing is he won't stand there forever asking you. He's not going to stand there forever begging you to follow him. He will simply move on. Again, we end chapter 9 of of Luke. Uh, It ends abruptly with no indication that the men who told Jesus tomorrow ever actually followed him. Why? Because, as we said earlier, tomorrow never came. And tomorrow really was just an excuse not to follow him in the first place. And I I have to admit that I, I, I have done that myself and I... I, I I have to believe that many of you listening and watching right now are, are pro- possibly guilty of that too, and maybe even guilty of it uh, right now. Uh, just know this, that this chapter ended with Jesus moving on. Uh, and so if he's calling you to follow him now, understand how important now is. Uh, not tomorrow, but now. Uh, so how about you? How about now? Will you follow Jesus? Not make a decision for Will you become a disciple, a follower of Jesus now, if you feel like God might be trying to speak to you now uh, through this whole pandemic mess, uh, don't wait until it's over to see what you'll do. Because when the dust settles, uh, you'll probably go back to your comfortable life and where things were easy and you completely can forget about ever uh, thinking about following Jesus in the first place. Um, decide now to follow Jesus. I'm reminded of an old hymn. Um, I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, each stanza ends with, it starts, uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Uh, verse 2 starts off, Though none go with me, still I will follow. 
Though none go with me, still I will follow. Verse 4, I love this one. The world behind me, the cross before me. Uh, no turning back, no turning back. And that's exactly what Jesus is asking of you. He's asking of me. Uh, and all of us really is he's asking us to uh, follow him and to not look back. Um, he doesn't want decisions made at a fixed point in time. He wants followers who are faithful for their lifetime. We've talked about faithfulness so many times in the last several weeks. Uh, it's a long obedience in the same direction. Another quote that I've uh, shared quite a few times. Uh, Brittany, do you have any closing thoughts before we uh, wrap up? Um, no, just the, the all this reminds me of the... The uncertainties back when we were in Uganda mm-hmm. and we were adopting our youngest. And it, it, it's back to that familiar of uncertainty, what tomorrow brings. But I feel like when I was in Uganda alone, because you had to go home, mm-hmm. that not knowing what each day brought and being so far from family and far from everything I knew, um, I was probably closest to God then because I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was on, I was praying all the time and felt alone most dependent on and him. most dependent on God yeah. and so then you know some of this though I'm in my comfort zone about comfort zone back at home there's still that uncertainty mm. what tomorrow's gonna bring but I just having the hope of Jesus and having my faith and mm. that is definitely and, and and don't ever worry about being qualified or being uh being ready I I made I'm the mistake and it's my if my uh, grandfather is uh, watching or listening, he told me years ago when I talked about wanting to start a Bible study when I was ready, and he said, listen to me, if you if you wait until you're ready, you're never going to start. And those words still ring in my head. They kind of echo in my mind to this day so that I am constantly saying yes to things that I feel like I'm not ready for because uh, I don't want to, uh, again, put Jesus at arm's length and say, not now, not now, I'm not ready. I want to say yes to following Jesus, even in, maybe even especially in the uncertainty because it's in the uncertainty when I am weak that he shows himself to be strong and that's really the best place we can possibly be so uh, it's been uh it's been fun and unique uh coming to you in this different sort of medium a different way um if you do have prayer requests if you have uh anything to share you you, you want prayed about we got teams of people uh ready if you have things that you need in your cupboards that you don't have uh, if you are uh, compromised with your immune system or you're uh, elderly and you don't feel comfortable or safe going outside and understand we have teams of people ready uh, standing by to try to meet those uh, needs that you might have. So don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, somebody will take care of that for you, and it'll be our pleasure to do so. I just want to end with a, a word of prayer, and uh, and uh, we'll sign off. Uh, Lord, once again, thank you for this time. We thank you for uh, the fact that when we are uncertain, you are certain. When we are weak, you are strong. When we are incapable, you are capable. Uh, we are dependent, you are independent. You're all the things that we are not. You're all the things that we lack. You're all the things uh, that we uh, are missing, that we don't don't have control of things. And so, Lord, this time of uncertainty, I just pray that you'd open eyes, uh, open ears, open hearts, uh, soften hearts to the idea that uh, now is the time. Uh, Don't wait. Don't let your heart get hard again, uh, but accept uh, you now. And Lord, we just pray that that would be the result of, of this very unique and unprecedented time that uh, many people would find uh, this broadcast and others like it, uh, and uh, that in combination with uh, these things that you've allowed to come to pass, uh, Lord, that uh, people would give their hearts to you, not just for a decision and a moment of time, uh, but for a lifetime of following you. 
a committed faithfulness, a long obedience in the same direction. Uh, we know that you're going to do great things through this uh, crazy time, and we are uh, we are expectantly waiting uh, to see what that is. Lord, just keep us faithful uh, while we wait. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.